<laughs> and you gotta tell me, New York. Yes, did, sir. Those lights inspire you? They did. They did. <laughs> In a big way. The crazy people inspired me too <laughs> to make sure I got back to work, you know? So I wasn't trying to be uh Mickey Mouse with the with the head up trying to ask people for for money to take pictures and uh Spider-Man giving people pounds, but you had to pay them to do that. So <laughs> it was uh it was interesting. Had uh had one guy Actually, I was doing one of our trivias in Times Square, and uh, this guy was standing up on some pedestal, taking his shirt off, and his girlfriend was taking pictures of him. And uh, it's like, you know, 38 degrees, probably 100,000 people around, you know, but whatever. This is just a good spot. We need to bring him on uh, as a guest, maybe. What's that? We should bring bring him on as a guest. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) That's and then we had one guy that was uh, doing his own karaoke, um, trying to sing some uh, Drake tracks. And oh, he man. Had, uh, he had his phone in front of him. So, you know, he had all the words, and he was still missing about 80% oh, of man. them. So. It's freestyle at that point. It's That's not right. even. <laughs> not even. He would definitely not be doing best I ever had. New York so, is an interesting place. I feel like a lot of those folks uh, get in our comment section on our uh, trivia questions, too, obviously. <laughs> they definitely do. They like, definitely do. My, favorite, my favorite to date has been the guy that didn't know that, that we were recording live and was like, you know, this is content. Y- y'all are just nodding while this guy asks a question. And I'm like, yeah, because we were record it all three together (laughs) like like i don't even know how to respond to stuff like that although i will say this look on facebook there may not be a lot of people coming in watching us live on facebook but those folks in the comment section are committed and it's it's impressive i had facebook open today on my pc and i never do that uh we were Josh and I were actually testing an idea for the for the show, and I get an alert every time, you know, while it's open on my laptop. I'm telling you, guys, it was like every ten seconds. Yes, I'm I'm like, I, you know, so if y'all have notifications on on your cell phones, I apologize um, to to you guys who uh, who have have also logged into the page because it is. It is too much to keep up with at this point. <laughs> Even between the three of us, it is ridiculous how quickly these folks are responding. Um, so uh, like so it's beyond, I'll take the good one. Yeah, it's like it's it's gotten beyond being able to be covered in one episode now. The, the comment section. We made that, that joke the last couple of weeks that we could make episodes off the comment section. Nah, nah I couldn't do that. It'd have to be like a five-part series. We'll have to be going live Monday through Friday. We'll be like the Pat McAfee show before you know it. <laughs> that's that's what it's going to turn into, just from sheer trivia guesses. I, I will say, you know, I think everyone who doesn't just Google the trivia yeah. question and they actually guess it, it makes it interesting. Um, but uh, please quit fighting in our comments. Yeah. <laughs> Although it is pretty entertaining to see some of the fights. It is. I mean, I'm, you're not fighting with me, so I guess I shouldn't care. 
And you know, what we like uh, from you listeners when you go into the comment section is we want to be able to like hear like what were you thinking? Because a lot of times in pregame when we're going over these trivias, it's like what one of the things we're talking about is, you know, well, I was thinking this and it's really interesting just to hear thought process because you get other people like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, there was actually a lot of that with the Deion Sanders question last mm-hmm. week. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, man, I didn't think about the Giants, you know. Um, so, yeah, definitely have fun with it. You know, guess. Like, yes. why do we have to Google everything, right? Pretend like it's back in 1988 when if you needed to know something, you had to look in the world book of knowledge, you know. Yes. And more than likely, that answer isn't in there. So yep. just use your brain and think about who it may be. So one of my favorite trivia questions that we've had is the irony of the trivia question. It's recent, right? It, it was the the only NFL helmet with the plant on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Craig is recording in front of a bunch of upside down floral delice, like behind him. The, mm-hmm. the wallpaper is covered in them. And I'm sitting there like, that's probably why the first three people answered the Saints. They probably think that we were like really crafty and like superimposed that. It, nope, that's just your wallpaper. It's it's right there on there. It, it's just all over that that the backdrop completely. The one plant on an NFL helmet. I don't know if you purposefully did that, but that was clever if you did. Yeah, I was about to say that would be masterful. Be Chicago skyline. You never know. Yeah. masterful situational irony right right i would like to think it was planned however i think it was just uh uh, seizing the moment because that's where he was recording at see y'all have no idea where i'm recording from period i've got the backdrop behind me so you know you don't know i could be in my mom's basement i think it's a tent it's a tent (laughs) (laughs) yes which is still mobile, so you still don't know where I'm recording from. <laughs> I have a green one back here. Maybe I'll swap one day. Go green. Somewhere. <laughs> is there a green one back here? Oh, well. That's fine. This is how I'm going to do the rest of the podcast. Is this good? All right. Oh, Rod, I can't I see mean, the green back one. Back to the, the New York stuff, man. Like We had been looking at tickets for the next uh-huh. game. And they were really expensive, relatively speaking. I mean, to be in the nosebleeds, like 416, mm-hmm. you know, you're in the end zone as high up in the garden as you can possibly be. And then we were on a tour our first day there. And I said to myself, you know what? Why don't you just look for the tickets where you would want to sit, potentially? Mm-hmm. And I did that. And the cost difference was only like $40 a ticket. And I was like, wait a minute, I can either sit in the end zone at the top of the arena, or I can sit kind of across from the visitor's bench in the 200 section and have really good seats. And I was like, you know what, let's just pull the trigger. Let's just do it. And uh, in that moment, I was like a little kid, man. I was so excited. I can't believe I went 45 years without going to Madison Square Garden. It was the coolest experience I've had in a live event in a very long time. And of course, if 
if you listeners saw the game, it was amazing. Yes. It came down to the final shot and went into overtime, you know, prior to that. So uh, Knicks fans definitely do a, a great job of uh, cheering on their team. That's for sure. That place was rocking like 1998. Yeah, I was about to say, that's, that's a definite bucket list of mine, Madison Square Garden. We keep getting these millions of views. The next time, Craig O, you're going to have seats next to Spike Lee. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Spike, if you're listening, man, I'm available. I'll fly back up there for you, man. I, um, you, you know, that was my first thought. Like, so Josh and I share a, a cheapness about, well, everything, but specifically ticket purchases. And, uh, and whatever, you, I saw you got the tickets. You sent us, you know, the, the I'm going to the game yep. text. That's my first thought. I really wanted to be like, so how much? <laughs> like that's that's seriously where my thought was. But uh, I, I thought I would play cordial, not ask, because um, uh, I I didn't want to know um, honestly, because I think my heart would have hurt a little bit. <laughs> but again, I'm you know Madison Square Garden's on my bucket list, but it's for the WWE, not for the NBA. That's oh just yeah. Hey, would it be a uh, uh, for a pay-per-view or for a like raw anniversary event i think i'd rather do raw anniversary events um than a pay-per-view uh, but but in madison square garden with a pay-per-view you're not gonna have a bad seat there you know there's it's not a big enough venue to have a bad seat like some of these pay-per-views that that you have in the wwe the seat is just so far away yes. that it's like you know like WrestleMania in LA this year, like, you know, you could probably get a ticket for a hundred bucks and go, but you're not going to see anything. You're still going to have to watch it on your cell phone. So. So I have a wrestling question for y'all real fast. All right. So I haven't been to a a wrestling event since probably 1998. And even then that was like something at universal studios, Florida. And it it was really not good. It was like NWO era. What's that? It was like NWO era. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But the last time that I went to a televised event, I just thought it was so corny how they would like stop in the middle and get the crowd to be involved and stuff rather than just mm. like fighting the whole time. Do they still do that? Or how, do, how does the live event play out? No, I mean... To me, like, you know, when you're on a commercial break, if it's a, if it's between matches or if it's just mm-hmm. crap that they're showing, you know, replay that they're not showing in-house, um, they have little special ways to pump up the crowd. Like, you know, for lack of a better term, the kiss cams and those kinds of things like that they do between matches. But while a match is going on, they never cut the action. No. Um in fact, the WWE, I, I can't remember, I think it's SmackDown, which is on Fox, mm-hmm. has went to the picture-in-picture. So, like, correct. commercial and then small wrestling still going on like while, while something's going on. Now, again, if there's no, no action, you know, it, it cuts to a commercial and you do, like, the stuff, you know, they bring out the kid that won the contest for best dressed or, you know, whatever time they have to kill. Uh, but that's that's what they do. It's it's much different than uh, than the way it was very, back in the day. Very different now. 
And in fact, AEW is also one of them that they always do the picture in picture now for their commercial breaks. Yeah, NXT, I believe, was the one that started that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes. I used to I used to work out watching NXT on Tuesday nights. I'd have the little little cell phone going, but uh, ride the bike in the house. But uh, <laughs> NXT's too long. I about died. <laughs> <laughs> two hour TV show. That's way too long to work out. Too. And it would be, be like two matches in those two hours. It'd be like <laughs> it's like a match that never ends. <laughs> right. All right, gentlemen. Let's get to tonight's topic. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's Let's do it. All right. Playoffs, guys. What this weekend, I, I don't I don't know what the big topic of conversation where do you start? Do you start with the first game? You know, because the 49ers just completely destroyed the Seahawks in the that second half of that game. It was a decent first half game. Um in fact they were holding strong throughout all the playoffs. Uh, if you total up the points that all the other teams won by, you still didn't have as many points as the 49ers won by until the last game, which yep. we knew that that was going to be, you yeah. know, pretty bad. But, you know, what what amazed me was all the topics of, of Tom Brady, you know, going to be – they're going to be winning, you know. They're going to win win on Monday night. Like, in what world did anybody think that that was going to happen for real? No. That's only because they played the Cowboys. Had that it been was it. the other team, they would have been expected to lose. But since it was the Cowboys. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's the worst matchup. Now, the Cowboys, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they have a really bad last game? They, yeah. Yeah, out by the Commanders. Yeah, they're by the Commanders. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that they had a really bad – and maybe that's what led to the conversation – of, of even potentially the Cowboys losing that one. Um, although I, I will say that, uh, that a friend of mine who uh, may or may not be a pastor at a church said out loud, recorded on Facebook, I need to grab the, the sound bite of him saying this. He's a Cowboys fan. And, uh, you know, for, for January, he's, he's fasting the news and, and social media and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, I'm just trying to get a mental break from things. He's like, and, He's like, I don't even care because the Cowboys, they're just going to get beat by the 49ers in the playoffs anyway. Um, and, and so I really want to find that soundbite. <laughs> it, it's it's going to be prophetic. It, it very well could be. I mean, the game hasn't been played. I will say I was a little more scared of the Seahawks than I am the Cowboys. Uh, I have no reason as to why I thought that, but I really do. I, no, I, think it's I, I, I think you're 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 good on that. This is not this is not 1993 and Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, and Emmett Smith going into Candlestick Park. You know, it's just not. <laughs> so I think you're going to be good. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. So uh, what what about the uh, the Eagles? How do y'all like that matchup? I honestly believe I. I, I I think the Giants are gonna gonna pull the stunner. I, I and really Andy do. Giants look like a football player this weekend. He did, didn't he? Wow! And that also shows you how bad the Minnesota Vikings are on defense. Did I not call that way back? That if there's any 
uh, favorite that was going to lose in the, in the uh, wild card round, it would be Minnesota. That's right. And I mean, yeah, they um, couldn't have played much better. Yeah, that game was uh, was interesting. It was it was definitely entertaining, you know, and I hate that it comes down to, you know, just a few points at the end, you know, because you're like, oh, if they have one more minute, you know, maybe the outcome's different. I don't know. But, uh, you know, although a three yard pass on fourth and eight to your tight end. Really? Yeah, that one. <laughs> I mean, that's a come on, man. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things sometimes, like, as a quarterback, you know, you can say you're a game manager or whatever, but you really – your goal is to advance the football to the next person, right? <laughs> um, you know, I know we can all sit here and be like, oh, that was a stupid call. You know, obviously it was a stupid call because we know how it ended up. But he breaks that tackle. He gets the first down. You know, suddenly now it's the most amazing, amazing play he had ever. Guts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Such a ballsy move to throw three yards and let your receiver catch. That's what it's all about is yards after the catch. And that would be the narrative that we would see all over ESPN and, you know, <laughs> it would just be a whole different world, but I don't it know. Works, it works pretty well for Debo Samuel. Yeah. Right. But see, again, Debo Samuel is a big difference between him and, and, and your tight end. Teach I mean, pockets. it's one of those things. If you're going to throw a three-yard pass to somebody and take that chance, could it at least be Justin Jefferson? <laughs> or Dalvin Cook. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or Marshawn Lynch. Wait, no, that he didn't get the ball. That was the problem yeah, on that one. Yeah, he he yeah. he missed Marshawn Lynch. He didn't hand it off. No, Tom Brady is still giving him royalties on not touching it. That that's the thing for real though. On that on that drive, Pete Carroll even said it. You know, it, hey, you complete the pass, you score the touchdown. Everybody calls me an offensive genius. It's an interception. I look like an idiot. And also Ellen DeGeneres. He didn't say that part, but. I had fun with that, yeah. the fact that Pete Carroll looks like Ellen DeGeneres. Every day, more and more, as time goes by, <laughs> Pete Carroll looks more like Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, he's like a cross between uh, him and uh, Owen Wilson. Right. Right. <laughs> Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres and Owen Wilson had a yes. child. And it was Pete Carroll. Yes. I don't I know how hear a soundbite of uh, – a referee and an umpire talking after that play. And they were just basically saying to each other, can you believe they didn't hand the ball to Marshawn Lynch? Like he was <laughs> running all over the Patriots. <laughs> and then right. they just stopped. Oh, speaking of Patriots, Eric Knowlton just tuned in. He is a huge, huge Patriot fan. So day one. He's uh, quite excited by that play call to the Western <laughs> Alabama alum. <laughs> the play call wasn't to my man from Livingston. He just made a name for himself. And that's all it took. None of us knew the name Malcolm Butler, and we all live in Alabama. Great. But now we can name him. Mm -hmm. Like, if you saw Malcolm Butler in the streets, you'd be like, there's the guy right there. High five, I, buddy. I think he was more surprised to get that pass than we are to know that he was at Westfield, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. What?
Wow. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and not, not the Alabama school that's in the west of Alabama, <laughs> literally the University of West Alabama Livingston. Yes. We're not talking about the Crimson Tide here. We're talking <laughs> about the, I don't, I don't know their mascot, the probably Wildcats or something like that. I don't. I think, what are they like? Eh, maybe like Bulldogs or something. I can't remember. Yeah, probably. Did Tyreek Hill go there as well or South Alabama? That was, was a South, South Alabama, Alabama guy. Alabama. Say, right? Yeah. They're the Jaguars. Yeah. I know that team. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. So this is crazy. We started out with the Giants on a, a three-yard um, pass on fourth and eight and ended up talking about the Patriots. Y'all believe no. that? No, that's the natural digression of that topic <laughs> i mean we're in the nfl playoffs and they practically own like the last 20 years of nfl playoffs <laughs> there we go carter Sipe said oh, west there alabama we go. tigers <laughs> thank you sure yeah. <laughs> go with that uh sanford that's bulldog so yeah tigers okay yeah I mean, both of us were close, I guess, in the generic mascot. I think maybe I was a little closer. Wildcat, tiger, I don't know. Yep. I don't know. All right, so AFC, do we want to even talk about those guys? In, in the, in the Two choke jobs. <laughs> so as I, as I told y'all, um, I watched – all of the games but i didn't start watching all of them until like at least 10 o'clock at night each night and uh so i was watching the the chargers jags game and i was about this close to turning it off when it was 27-0 i was just like man sleep is more important i should just go to bed and i was like well i'll give it one more drive and when they scored that touchdown to make it 27-7 at the end of the first half Something just felt weird, Drew. Kind of like when Mississippi State scored in the last drive against Auburn last year. When I think we were up 28-3. to three. Sorry, Falcon fans. Um, no. It just felt like we were in trouble. And uh, leave it to old Staley to uh... – <laughs> he didn't get fired today, did he? No. Okay. I, I, no. No, I saw that. something – on ESPN that said I didn't think I was going to get fired or I wasn't playing I wasn't coaching like I was going to get fired but I didn't I didn't click on the article so yeah you know the saddest part about it is you know it would have been like horrible let's say if it was Kansas City or Buffalo but it's almost understandable right if 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 they go on the run in retrospect they're probably a superior team to yours so some things could happen. They get momentum, and voila, they come back. But Jacksonville, twenty-seven, nothing. Four picks in the first half. <laughs> I mean, this is not like Tom Brady in his prime in the playoffs. This is like this is my first time ever here. I've just thrown four picks, and I overcome that to beat a team that's supposed to be better. Exactly. Look, I, I 
think um I think there's there's one one wild card factor here that we're we're missing out and and you guys probably are think I'm going with the Trevor Lawrence never loses on Saturday yeah. thing, right? But I'm not going there. I'm not going there at all because because here's the thing about the Trevor Lawrence doesn't win on or doesn't lose on Saturday thing. I don't give a crap about that because our quarterback doesn't lose. So whatever. <laughs> and 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 here's the thing though, it was it was Mama Bosa's fault, and and here's why. Okay, and and it, I'm blaming. I'm not blaming Joey Bosa. I'm literally blaming his mother. Because she had to choose to go see one son play versus the other, right? And so she chose to go see Joey Bosa play. And Nick's like, no, I understand. I get it. I know what Nick meant by that. I know what Nick meant by that. (laughs) Because I know what he's thinking is, it's okay, Mom. You can come see me next weekend because he's not going to be playing the next weekend. That's what he meant. So Mama Bosa's presence, and who lost them the game ultimately? You might blame it on everything in the world, but if it wasn't for the 15-yard penalty, that game doesn't get lost, I don't think. I'm just throwing that out there. Joey Bosa self-sabotaged himself. He got into his own head and ruined the whole game. Not to mention he didn't do anything hardly on defense. I think he came up with one tackle the whole game or something like that now i will give him 100 percent. that guy was off sides and i would be upset but you know you gotta you gotta maintain your anger there and not get your 15 yard penalty to ruin the game right it was all about mom yep mama bosa that's what did him in that was not a lucky charm no so our boy kevin franz is tuning in so um, I know as a Chiefs fan, he's pretty hey, pumped right now to see old Trevor Lawrence and his gold locks come up to uh, Kansas City this weekend. I'm sure he's got a seat there, <laughs> front and center to see it. Oh, yes. I think if I'm Always a does. Chiefs fan, that's like a perfect playoff game, oh, yeah. right? You, you, you've got to play the Jaguars at home. Like, I can't even say that without laughing. Yep. Oh, he does have Yes, yeah, there you go. I, I knew it, man. There he is. You know, it's it's crazy because the Chiefs were Oh, Kevin, let's go, man. I'm ready. We're going to Atlanta. I actually talked to a, a buddy this weekend who lives in Atlanta cuz I was trying to find tickets for the the AFC Championship if both the Chiefs and the Bills win this weekend. So, uh, Kevin, let's go, man. Come down. We'll go together. I'm, I'm ready. But, I think uh, there's a good chance for that one. Um, Chiefs game is, is you know, no yeah. no biggie. I, I'm, I'm a little worried about the Bills. I- no, nah, I think they're going to be good here simply because, obviously, the emotion, the, it's an adjustment here because – Honestly, I think the Bengals would have beat them if, if uh, that Monday night game uh, continued out. And obviously, we didn't have happen what happened. But, <clears throat> I mean, you look at the, the the offensive line problems the Bengals have right now. And, I mean, they were literally the, – the Ravens bailed them out, okay, in this game here. I don't think that's going to happen in Buffalo. R.J. Jefferson over the top from the three-yard line. <laughs> <laughs> I mean <clears> – <throat> That's literally just inventing a way to snatch 
defeat from the jaws of victory, which I, I had told you, Craig, oh, this was going to happen. I said two weeks before the end of the season, Baltimore season would end with two straight losses to the Bengals. Did you I did. not? Yeah. You did. And guess who was on the bench for that play? J.K. Dobbins. Yes. The workhorse is on the bench when you're on the three-yard line. It was first and goal, yeah. right? And, you know, I'm, I'm a Ravens fan, so obviously I've, I've, I've had my chance to rant all, all week about this. But you put in three blocking backs behind you. And usually when that happens in a goal line situation, it's to push the quarterback. So at what point do you think it's a good idea to go over the top when the package calls for extra blockers to push you in the end zone? So right that was after, that was doomed to fail. Right after they had compared him to Lamar Jackson, the play before that, when he ran all the way down to the two-yard line. <laughs> Speaking of Lamar Jackson, I, th I think the only thing in positive that came out of that from a Ravens perspective is Lamar Jackson's value is cemented in him getting paid now. On what team, though? Yeah, I was just – it may not be with the Ravens. <laughs> Yeah, because for, for John Harbaugh not to say that he wasn't playing because he was injured, but rather that he just wasn't going to be playing, that's pretty significant. And uh, one of the talking heads on ESPN said, I think it was uh, Orlovsky, he said, I don't want to comment on Lamar Jackson not being at the game unless I know if he went to the other game, the other road games <laughs> while he was injured. because. It reminded me very much, as you all know, I'm a big Orlando Magic fan. And um, when Penny Hardaway hurt his knee in Orlando, um, I literally was behind him playing golf, right? And if, if you haven't played golf, there's a lot of pressure on the knees when you're playing golf. Mm -hmm. And that night I went to the Magic game. And guess who wasn't at the Magic game? Of course, Benny Hardaway wasn't there. Right? So if the star player, the leader of the team, doesn't even show up for the game, I mean, we're not talking about the regular season, right? We're talking about the playoffs. Playoffs? playoffs. We're talking about the playoffs here. How does he not show up to at least support his team? Yeah. Even if he hadn't gone to the regular season games. I don't Not know, somebody we'll that just happens. really has his mind on being a, a Raven. Yep. So, so where where do you think he will land? Like, where do you, in your heart of hearts, think he's going to land? I, I mean, all I can go with is Vegas, right? They're never wrong. Vegas, unless they go after plus Tom Brady. Jets. It's got to be the Jets. I have no idea. No idea. I, the Ravens go are stupid in if they move on from him. But as Rex Ryan said the other day, they moved on from Hollywood Brown when he yep. was their best receiver. They moved on from Orlando Brown, right? He's on the Chiefs. And they got first-round draft picks for him. They're saying that they could potentially get three first-round draft picks for Lamar Jackson. Eric Knowlton just talked about the, the, the uh, Vikings. But, yeah, the, I, I mean, from a business decision right now, it would probably 
probably be better to not be with the Ravens simply because, like you just said, they, they've they just leased out offensive weapons and they don't acquire any. I mean, how many years have we been saying now that their go-to receiver is, is Andrews at tight end? I mean. Right. Sammy Watson was in the news, and I didn't even realize that he was back on the Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's who's talking? <laughs> I think I think Lamar Jackson's going to end up with the uh, Raiders. That's what I think. I'm I'm going Vegas. Going Vegas. Yeah, I think he's going. You mean it's Raiders. not going to be Tom Brady? <laughs> Man, that guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I think I think like as a big joke, deep down in everybody's heart of hearts, they just want to see Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady both play at the 49ers next season. <laughs> That's what everybody truly wants. I hear your whispers. I know where you want him to uh, to go. Oh, we got Kevin Francis, uh, Brady to the Saints. Um, you know what? Go for it. I, I would love to see Brady at the Saints. I mean, up I would love it until this year. He couldn't beat them, so I guess that would be a can't beat them, join them situation. Yeah, I think so. I think the Saints could actually use him for real, though. We want. Won't have to see Jameis Winston licking his fingers, telling he's going to eat a W. If y'all remember that, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kevin said A Rod to the Raiders. I can, Whoa, I can see that. Yeah. Wow, I can. Oh. I can see Rogers to the to the Raiders. Um, my man um, Isaac Rochelle just ended up at the Raiders. Um, I don't know if y'all been following. Uh, Following the uh, the drama on uh, on TikTok, uh, he actually liked my post where I said he would end up at the Chargers or the Raiders, and he ultimately ended up at the Raiders. So, yep. uh, gotta say, I called that one. Um, I, I knew that family, like with Allison Cooch as your as your um, wife. I mean, you gotta end up at, in in Vegas. I feel like that's the only logical move. <laughs> that made sense that's the only reason why i predicted it and sure enough they went there and uh man she's on the sidelines like every every freaking game well he's only like had two games but uh but yeah they uh they were there and it was uh it was good stuff so um yeah shout out to isaac rochelle i'm sure he'll be back next season playing for him too well speaking of answers and and predictions craig go this is what everybody wants to see right now. Everybody wants. What do you have for us in trivia? What's the questions? Oh, yes. I got a, I got a couple good ones today. So we'll start off with, with the first one, which is there is only one mother-son duo to each win a gold medal in the Olympics. Name that mother and son. That's going to get people thinking right there. That's a tough one. It really yes. is. Yes. And Guys, remember, don't Google. A loyal listener, Brent Keating, for that one. He hit me with that. So there you go, y'all. This is It's all about engagement with our audience. So if you have a good trivia question that you don't think anybody will know or it's going to cause a lot of people to fight over um, Facebook <laughs> and or uh, TikTok, Bring it on, and we'll uh, we'll shout it out and give you a plug. Yeah, we're gonna definitely give you a plug on that one. And 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 like we've always said, there's nothing better than getting the comment section stirred up. That's right. <laughs> we're 
also on Instagram too, but those folks over there are like, you know, a mattress. They don't, they don't, they just drop their answers and go to the house. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> there you go. And the second one is who is the all time leading scorer in Nets history? There should be some good answers here. All-time leading scorer in Nets history. Nets history. And, and what I'm talking about here is they th these points were only scored while they were wearing a Nets jersey. Ooh. Yeah, I like that. I like so that, that clarification just, right They here. were on the Nets, and they had the most points scored for any player that ever played with the Nets at any yeah. point in their career. This is strictly while, while on the New Jersey on the team. or Brooklyn Nets. While on the team. Yep. That's okay. right. That's good stuff. There you go. And there's the trivia for today. I expect a lot of really uh, different answers for that one. All the people listening, you got something for us? Without <laughs> Googling. Without Googling. That's a real key right there. <laughs> I don't know. That Nets history might give you the wrong answer by googling it. <laughs> if you if you if you look at you know it's so it's kind of like have you seen the guys that play the games that's like I want you know I'm gonna pick 20 quarterbacks off of each team and you know I'll uh, and it like has the randomly generated teams above their heads. Have you ever seen that? So it's like a button that you press. Mm -hmm. You press the button, it generates the team, and like it lands on like the Chargers. And if and if you had to pick any quarterback throughout the history of the Chargers, like, like who would you pick? Yeah. Yellow Pages Udax. All right, Kevin. TQC. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, 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 unfortunately, the, the folks that created the Yellow Pages Udax were bad at that trivia. Right. <laughs> We all, all called it something different. Yeah. It was kind of like, I, I remember when I worked at Domino's, like when I was in college or whatever, like you had to, you had to type a letter on the keyboard for the pizza toppings, you know, and like your P was pepperoni, your H was ham, and then like R was black olives. And we're like, what? And it's like, well, it can't be B because B's beef. And it's like, R? Well, it was the only letter left. But but R? What? It's kind of how that how, how that worked, right? I mean, like this, if you, like, started pressing a whole bunch of different buttons, you get the whole, like, this, this program is performing the illegal <laughs> operation and we'll shut down <laughs> right. immediately. And went back to the old DOS prompt. <laughs> so what it did, <laughs> had to reboot the whole entire, whole yeah. entire, the, the whole, whole store had to reboot it wasn't even just your computer you messed something up that bad you everybody you just you went back and unplugged it and plugged it back in it was like y2k all over again exactly y2k <laughs> and a reboot back then was like a serious reboot not i uh, just hit restart i'll be back up and running yeah in it, it was seconds. a serious reboot because oh. when you flip the power switch the lights dimmed <laughs> the kids Kids these days don't know anything about old computing. Yeah. Like, you know, like the place where your computer was was 10 degrees warmer than the rest of your house <laughs> because all the hot air coming off of it. Yeah. <laughs> the way it worked. 
and now they have so much more in the palm of their hand you know right yep. right dad my 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 phone's getting hot from playing minecraft we'll stop playing minecraft no. like that's that simple yep. stop playing yeah i've caught a, i've got a computer on fire before you're not going to do that with your phone <laughs> so <laughs> All right, let's get back on topic. The trivia derailed us. Let's let's talk about it. All right, so we had an injury the other night. Um, you're gonna. I'm a little fuzzy on the injury. Well, I saw the injury. It ended up being concussion neck injury from Gage, right? Gage, Russell Gage. Um, and um, so so this turned into different conversation, right? It wasn't just a concussion conversation, which we've had the concussion conversation until we're all blue in the face. It, it turned into a money conversation, right? So, Josh, what are people saying about the money in, in Gage's contract? I mean, they're just, they're just saying that the NFL needs to go to a guaranteed contract. It's the only major sport that doesn't have guaranteed contracts. And, I mean, there's a car accident that happens on every single play. Like, at any point in your career, that can be the the last last snap right um damar hamlin did he think when he went to go tackle t higgins that that could potentially be the last time he tackled somebody um ryan shazier when he tackled whoever that was yep. for the cincinnati Bengals. um antonio brown when he went over the middle and Vontez perfect almost decapitated him yep. and now we know what antonio brown has turned into so you know should they receive guaranteed contracts? My question it, to y'all is, should any sport receive a guaranteed contract? Andrew, do you have a guaranteed contract at your job? No, not at all. I, no. I do not have a guarantee. I'm, I'm guaranteed that they'll probably fire me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't have a guaranteed contract at my job you know it's it's a job right so every dollar i bring in i get a part of that dollar and that's the way 90 percent of the world works right if you bring in a dollar then you 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 get part of that dollar um you know if you're an injured nfl player are you bringing in any more dollars i think the answer to that question is no you're not bringing in any more dollars um so it's simple as to why they don't do it is it right I don't think it's right. So, so I'll play devil's advocate here. I mean, I don't know if it's really devil's advocate because there's really two components to that. First, the first thing you said, Craig, was the fact that it's the only major sport right now where they don't have a guaranteed contract. The irony of that is it's the riskiest of the, of the major sports, but it's the less secure of the contracts, which to me, that's a, that's, 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 really just that's a true conflict like how does this happen so i mean from that, that perspective i don't understand why you wouldn't have a guaranteed contract if it's relative to the fact that other sports do right so but then you do have the other dynamic that we talk about with uh none of our jobs we would have a guaranteed contract we, you know, especially from a standpoint of if i'm not able to produce then I'm no longer deriving that income, right? So, but then at the same time, if you, you look at a professional athlete in any of these sports and you look at the billions of dollars that are generated 
by their abilities that's over and above, let's say, what somebody in a normal corporate job would would be able to just just create. I mean, I mean, and not all athletes are created equal, but let's just say, just for instance, if a, a Christian McCaffrey gets hurt, you know, Christian McCaffrey is generating more of an interest and more dollars than say somebody that's a third string you know, or, or second string special teams guy, right? So, you know, it, and obviously the dynamics of those contracts is because Christian McCaffrey inherently creates and generates more value. So he stimulates the economy in a different way than that guy does. So, so then you do have kind of that, that the whole economics at play for if I'm in a position where I'm creating and more value to stimulate the economy or stimulate the industry, then, you know, if, if for some reason I'm no longer able to generate income the way I had been, do I have any guarantees in place? And that's a fair question. Um, but then also at the same time, like we've just said, I mean, even though it's, it's a job the same way, whether it's a higher level job or you have a lower level job, at the point that you're no longer able to create and generate value for that said employer, which would be your team, you know, then why, why would you have necessarily a guaranteed contract there when you're no longer able to create that value? So I just think that there's a lot of dynamics that you look at and there's gotta be some type of middle ground. Drew, Josh, what do you think? Well, I think that, you know, in, in this scenario, like, you're talking about the the Christian McCaffrey versus the third string guy. The third string guy is making two hundred thirty five thousand dollars a year, right? I think mm -hmm. that's the number, right? It's two hundred thirty five thousand um, is your minimum pay number. So, um, which I'm not saying is a crap load of money mm -hmm. because I, I grew out of that phase a long time ago. Like I I understand the sacrifice that these guys are making for two hundred thirty five thousand dollars a year, and I wouldn't do it, but. The, the thing is, though, is if I get hurt at my job, I don't know how that would happen, but <laughs> if I got hurt at my job, I do have, have a backup plan, right? If something does happen where I don't, you know, get to work anymore, and it, maybe it was even off the job, I still get 60% of my salary for the rest of my life, mm -hmm. right? Now, I pay for that out of my paycheck. I'm not saying it's free. So my legitimate question is, like, do they not have that? Is this a moot conversation? Like, I mean, because because if I'm on disability and I my my, my pay was two hundred thirty five thousand dollars a year, I mean, a hundred grand disability, <clears throat> like, I, I would I would. I would make a hundred grand to stay at home, which is actually more than a hundred grand. So, so if you have disability, like, yeah, sure. You're not a star anymore. You, you know, do they not have that I, option? It, I don't I, think I don't it's the same it. as, as it would be for, for somebody in a corporate setting, just simply because the risk of disability is so high in the NFL. Uh, oh, I I'm, I'm sure there's something, but you're making more yeah. money, right? Yeah. I mean, because, like, Christian McCaffrey can go to Lloyd's of London and, and pay to have his legs insured. I don't have that option. Correct. You know, because I'm, I'm not making, you know, a couple of million, right? 
I don't but it have is that a very option. fair question and, and, and not just a question. It's really a sensible thing right now. But, but legitimately, though, like if they have a disability insurance, the, a guaranteed contract, I can see why they don't have it. Because I, I, don't, I don't understand why I should give up my money as a, as, an, as a franchise owner when the NFL Players Association should have an insurance policy to help the players out if they, if they were to get disabled, right? But, yeah, I, I will say this. I do think that because we do have the, the guaranteed contracts, we're seeing a lot of it in the, in the, uh, in the NBA oh, yeah, salary cap rules. In the air, that's, that's, that is a, a brilliant point. You're opening Pandora's box, I, I think, in the NFL uh, when you do have the guaranteed contracts. Now, relative to what's going on in the other sports, that is sensible, but it's, it's, it's Pandora's box. And one of the things we've talked about here is let's even look at the lower levels like in college football with this NIL stuff right now. Like that's, that's really a de facto – it's becoming a, almost a de facto guaranteed contract for a lot of these kids, at least they're interpreting that way. And now, like, things are going crazy. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, you got that that joker at Florida that is either going to cause Florida to go on, <laughs> on major NCAA violations or get paid, what was it? $13 million to not go to the school. Jalen Rashada, the, uh, the, the uh, quarterback out of California. So did he get any money from Miami back in November when he committed uh, There was a deal that, that he, he, he had the NIL deal with Miami. Um, it was like in, it was an agreement in principle. I don't think he signed anything yet. But he basically used that deal and shopped that deal with Florida. And Florida not only matched it, but exceeded it like four or five times what Miami was going to pay him. And so he went there. I, I, the story is that he tried to recruit as many players as he could to come with him to Florida. A lot of them didn't end up going with that. And so he was waffling to begin with. And so now it was one of those things where I guess he he, he kind of found some legal loopholes and said, hey, I, I don't want to stay here anymore. And so just like Drew said, now you have a situation where he's, he's backing out of his uh, letter of intent that he signed. And so, and he's doing it based off of the fact that I think the Florida Collective now, uh, for some reason, uh, may not be able to make good on that that offer, which is just kind of crazy. And, and I know I'm a Bama guy, and, and I would like to think I'm a very objective Bama guy, but this does kind of give a lot of credence to some of the things that Nick Saban talked about is, if you're going to pay players from a recruiting standpoint, it's going to open Pandora's box because you're going to have these type of situations all the time where this guy's like, I signed a deal. This deal is not contingent on me coming to the school. So I didn't decide to come to the school, but you're still going to give me the money. I it's think, so uh, I think that's a, a relatively easy, easy thing to overcome when you're signing a contract, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, because it's a name, image, and likeness contract. And they say that, you know, I'm going to pay you X dollar amount. All you have to do in that contract would be say, here's how I'm going to use your name, image, and likeness. Mm -hmm. I want you to do six photo sessions. I want you to do, you know, whatever, you know, dance for me. I, I don't care. And I'm going to pay you $14 million. And then you go to some 
some other school, that's great. Guess what? I'm going to ruin you at that school because those six photo shoots are all going to be on Saturday during your big games. Sorry. And then also, you could just say that this this contract is 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 voided out if uh, for for any reason um, you are no longer at the university. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Oh, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. But that's what that's I'm saying. Point. If you had that contingent upon you showing up, me paying you to actually do something, then. It's all said and done, right? Yep. Yeah. If, if, but the you, you thing fund. is, is that fund, the way that it's used is it's a collective of money to recruit players. Like and we that, know and that's what see that's and that's where it's at right there. I've always I've 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 been a proponent of them being able to to monetize what they're doing, but I'm a proponent of it but you generating and creating value for yourself while you're at the university to merit uh, being able to have the NIL deal as opposed to using it as a carrot to get somebody to come to a school that hasn't right. proven anything. Exactly. I mean, think about the pressure that Billy Napier is under if Jaden ends up going to Florida. Oh, what? Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. Now, by Graham, what's his name, Graham Mertz or something yeah. from Wisconsin, who was like a four-star, I believe, when he went to Wisconsin. Now, granted, he wasn't good at Wisconsin, but what if Napier creates a quarterback out of him? What if he's the next Danny Dimes, you know, for Florida after they got Brian Dable, you know, so, but Napier's going to be pressured to have Jaden on the field. Yeah, we're paying him $13 million. He's our star. That's right. How about that? And no matter how bad he is. That's exactly right. It's a mess. So I'm, I'm all for exactly what you said, Rod. It's a, it's a pay for performance. It's not a pay for what you did in high school just to get you to come here. It's a, we'll pay you if you do a good job for us and you generate value for our university. Yeah. I mean, and, and you've got kids, even that uh, Cormani McLean, uh, the uh, five-star DB right now, that's, he's, he's the, he, he and his uh, mom are, are just shopping offers to, to around the schools just to see who can match what and have, what documentary I can get on. I mean, this is only going to become more and more normalized and it's going to be just, just crazy. And what's, what's going to be crazy is when these stars completely fail, mm -hmm. right? I mean, think about the mental health of like a DJ Alangale or whatever, however you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, Alangale. I mean, he got that huge contract with Dr. Pepper, and then he was just fighting to be on the field. Mm -hmm. And now he's transferred from Clemson after being a Heisman hopeful. Yeah. Like, like Johnson, Oregon State now. Those years. <laughs> but think, think about how well that'll actually bode for Auburn so we don't end up with another turd like Jeremy Johnson playing for us. Because <laughs> somebody will recruit right out from under us and offer him a ton of money, and then he can, you know, not do anything there instead of at our school. <laughs> um, that was, uh, you know, like, that's, to me, that's the counterpoint to this. Like, I, you know, <laughs> you wasted a scholarship might as well waste some money too right <laughs> like I, I mean you know you can say what you want to about oh can you imagine whenever they go there and they're bad well yeah there's gonna be a lot of those guys but maybe that makes the nfl a little bit better you know well, i mean I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like jamarcus russell you know doesn't happen because he messes 
was up in college, you know, instead of in the NFL. Yeah, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's, but then again, if, if you get a Florida situation, I mean, this, this kid, like, let's say they say, well, we're going to restrict wherever you go. He's getting a coach's buyout. He could literally just stay at home after he graduates and, like, he's got $13 million. <laughs> Which is enough money for anyone to live off of for the rest of their lives. <laughs> exactly. Given <laughs> if he had the talent. I don't know anything about him, honestly. But if he had the talent, he could potentially make more money than that. Most likely he won't ever. Great. That's right. I mean, so so that's your ultimate guaranteed contract. I don't care if I get blackballed from the NFL at that point. Like, you can just not ever – I don't have to play football again if I've got 14 million bucks. <laughs> I'm just, just throwing that out there. I will – I don't even care anymore. I don't care. Maybe maybe they need to back that off, you know, a little bit, the money. Maybe a couple hundred thousand to these kids over yeah. four years. I mean, do we even know if we still give out scholarships anymore? Like, because I don't think that's a thing. Like, yeah, what's, I mean. it, is, is a full-ride scholarship to the University of Alabama really worth it? Like, I mean, you know, like, what's that valued at right now? About 100000 Yeah, that's about it. You know, Versus. like – I would just have to think that the money that you can make being Alabama's starting quarterback way overvalues the 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 full ride that you get or don't get because you end up transferring to Oklahoma. I mean, it's getting to a place where some of these kids, after a while, it's like a pay cut to like declare for the draft. Again, two hundred fifty thousand bucks, right? You're going. In the fourth round, that's what that's what you're getting. You're getting the league minimum. And again, I think that's right. I I really can't remember what the league minimum is right now. So, please correct me if I'm wrong. Well, it's just so weird because of the the front end money just throws everything off and causes these guys to make very little on an annual basis because they got sixty million guaranteed or something up front. You know, mm -hmm. so. It's it's kind of hard to even figure out how much these guys are making. I mean, I remember when Mahomes signed that 10-year, $503 million yeah. deal, and they were saying that that was a very friendly deal and that he was he was undervalued because, you know, they gave him so much money on the, on the front end and then they weren't going to be paying him much on an annual basis. There's it, so much money I can't even comprehend. Well, I can, I can tell you right now that cap hit in Madden 2023 is not very friendly. <laughs> I can assure you of that. <laughs> he, he is definitely doing okay. He outlived the, the short end of his contract. Um, he, is, he is definitely all right. I think he ended up being the highest played – highest paid player in Madden 2023 this season, yeah. uh, which again, contract numbers are still fuzzy on there. Sure. They're not, they're not always that now accurate, but, but state farm. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm making a pretty say. good amount there too. I mean, it's like, like, you know, any contract like that, you know, you take a guy that's very, you know, fairly straightforward, like a, a, a Nick Saban or a, or a Lane Kiffin or something like that. And it's like, you know, that should be a dollar amount that they're getting paid, but it never is, right? Because right? it's so much this season that it's going to increase next season and it's going to increase the next season. But you have bonuses for winning games. You have endorsement deals that could come to fruition that may not, you know, depending on how popular your team is. You know, that's why you look on paper for years, Nick Saban was making over 10 – 10 million a year 
And on paper, he was only looking like, you know, his contract was like six or seven million that year. But he had all kinds of extras. All the bonuses. Yeah, that, you know, aren't just a part of your initial paycheck, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Y'all, real quick, speaking of contracts, have you seen Lane Kiffin's contract? I'm not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go ahead. My man literally gets paid for tying his shoes in the morning. It's crazy. I think he makes $50,000 if they make it to the Birmingham Bowl. Wow. I mean, literally, he makes money for everything, for um, – SEC wins after the fifth one or something for <laughs> this bowl game, this bowl game, this conference champion, you know, just participating in the conference. It is just so incentive laden. It's amazing. But it, it's so easy for him to just rack up you look, hundreds, look, hundreds I was, of thousands of dollars. I, I kind of wanted him at Auburn. I really did. I, I kind of did. Um, and and I, w- I actually said this on TikTok, I can find it, uh, that, you know, I think that him leveraging Auburn to get a better contract out of Ole Miss was what he was doing. This was in the middle of the negotiations mm-hmm. and everything. Come to find out, I was 100% spot on. That's exactly what he was doing. And I was like, yeah, he's going to make Auburn fans hate him. But after he crapped out at the end of that season and then – got his beautiful contract. I mean, it's eloquent because he's guaranteed still like what? 7 million a year or something stupid from Ole Miss. And plus all those incentives, like you said, that's just base level pay. I look at that contract and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like we did good to not like, I can't even be mad. Like I'm going to laugh every time Ole Miss loses this season, not because of hatred, but because of, like, it's just befuddling to me. Like, how – why would you do that? Why There's never any reason for him to ever leave Ole Miss. Let's just be honest. I mean, Ole Miss really can't do any better because he's going to keep them in the news all the time. And, and, I mean, even if he gets them on probation, I mean, it's, it's Mississippi and football. That's like almost probation in and of itself. So, I mean <laughs> – you know, so so that's and, and then for him, I mean, why would you go anywhere else? Nobody else is gonna let you do whatever you want to do at that level. I understand that a lot of people think that down the road he would love to have his eyes on that Alabama job if Nick Saban, you know, whenever he rides off into the sunset. But why? I mean, that wouldn't even for him. You can't ask for anything better. He can do whatever he wants to do, and he's getting paid for. Look, it. I don't even know how you can get NCAA sanctions against you anymore like how's that even possible because like all it was all sanctions from the past like decade outside of the fact that penn state shouldn't have a football team anymore which that was you know outside of a decade ago but outside of that nonsense like what do you do everything else has been paid for play scandals i I mean the only thing they're doing now is like i I, you know they're slapping show clauses on on coaches but that's really about the the extent of any punishment at this point right which like i i don't i don't get how you could oh the coach showed up to my door and offered me money yeah so that's you can do that like yeah i'm gonna get a 
Trump for going to Tennessee, great. It's yeah, cool. we just call you can do that. Call an NIL deal. Yeah, like it's <laughs> a, a booster did that. Yeah, but that booster has a business, and that business is actually who gave you that money. So it's it's fine. Yeah, yeah I, I I mean I took that truck to be a spokesperson for that company. Yeah, you know it's <laughs> it's cool. It's it's all good. It's all good. He's got his logo on the side. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. like like I don't even know. This is horrible, but I don't even know that the Hugh Freeze scandal is a scandal in the NIL world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, it's just it's just part of the agreement. Yeah, yeah. that's a company that offered their services yeah. to my. Yeah, I mean, he's just marketing, for right? Them. Right. Like, <laughs> is that even a thing anymore? No. Like, <laughs> that's that's where we're at now. Yep, I remember when Freeze got Kimdichi, Treadwell, and Tunzel all in the same recruiting class, yep. and I didn't even know who Hugh Freeze was. I was like, yep. "Oh, okay. Wonder how that happened." But hey, now it's legal, so come on, Freeze, step it up. <laughs> right, we're legal. <laughs> he's he's going to do great. He's going to do great. That's like uh, my dad. I forget what coach it was. Um, I, I wish I could remember because it was old school coach. He coached at Oklahoma, if I'm not mistaken, um, and and got him put on probation two or three times. He he said they were called the Sooners because sooner or later they'd be put on probation again. Um, and then the guy went to the NFL. Whoever, yeah, the uh, uh, Barry Switzer. Thank you, thank you. Went to the NFL and he's like, oh, he's going to do great. He can actually pay his players like he's been wanting to the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yep, there you go. Eric, Eric typed it in too. Yeah. yeah. He got one in Dallas, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Jimmy spotted yeah. one. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, he literally just had to be a substitute teacher for a year and get a ring. How right. Jerry Jones messed up that relationship with Jimmy Johnson, I'll never understand. But Well, he, he had to be the most important guy. I don't know, man. That 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 should have been like milk and honey. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if that would have lasted five more years? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately for you, Drew. Then uh, I don't know if uh, Steve Young gets that that ring for uh, for San Francisco that next season. Ninety six, right? No. Nah, um, uh, Ninety four season. No, we were. That that we were still like we were still in it. That we were duking it out. That and that's the thing that I the reason why I say that is because if if Jimmy Johnson stays and everything goes you know above above bar just like it was going, like the Forty ers declined. You know as as soon, as soon as Young left, Steve Bono was our quarterback. He was you know okay, I guess. Um, then Bono ended up going to the Chiefs with Montana anyway. That at that point, like we just fell off the map. You know what I'm saying? If if mm -hmm. the Cowboys truly could have ruled the '90s, like we would all be, we would hate them and love Tom Brady for actually dethroning the Cowboys. That's how that would have turned. Yeah. Yep. But instead, you have Jerry Jones, who hadn't won a Super Bowl since when '94. Uh, the '90 '95. They beat the. Yeah. When Neil O'Donnell threw the perfect Neil O'Donnell decided to, to gift wrap uh, the uh, Neil Neil yeah Larry Brown he gift wrapped it uh, MVP and uh, a trophy to him. That's right. Yep. So man. So Craig go. Is 
it's about that time. Are we ready? To let people know. Are we ready? We got zero comments? Nobody has a guess? Anybody. No, nope, not on the trivia. Eric Knowlton, I know you got a guess. For the Nets, at least. Yes. All maybe, right. Maybe Eric Knowlton's like me and stopped watching the NBA in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's a Celtics fan. I don't know what's going to ha happen after the NFL season. It's just going to be me sitting here while you guys talk about the NBA. I don't know what's going to – like, <laughs> I might start watching it again or something. Hey, but the NFL season goes to almost Valentine's Day, right? So we have a little bit of time. Yep. <laughs> All right. So the answers to the trivia questions today, the first one was, who is the only mother-son duo to win a gold medal in the Olympic Games? And the answer to that is Shaqton the Fool. Shaqton the Fool. JaVale McGee and his mother, Pamela McGee. So Pamela won in 1984, and JaVale won in this past Olympics in 2021. You know what's kind of crazy about that 84 women's team is, you know, we, we got the 30 for 30 on the 96 team, where it was, that was your, your precursor to the WNBA being able to form and the women having a dream team. But that was really a dream team. Back then, because you had her and Cheryl Miller and Teresa Edwards and and, and, and everybody back then as well. So, uh, although the funniest thing here is, and we were talking about it uh, pregame here, was nobody really remembered that JaVale McGee was on that team. I mean, we had so many. Uh, it was COVID, and it was a whole bunch of people just opting out. And so, he was on that team. He's more known for Shaq than a fool. Yep. I think he's the, the only person ever sacked the fool twice, right? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> hey, but I think he's playing tonight as we're making fun of him. You know, he's made a pretty nice little career for himself. Yeah. Yeah. He's got he some a rings, rings out of it. Yep. Living the good life. So the second question, anybody have an answer for that? Who, who is the all-time leading scorer for – for the NBA Nets. So that could be Brooklyn or New Jersey. But these were points that were only scored as a member of the Nets. You remember, I, I, I narrowed it down to two. You did. And one of them was the one, but that wasn't going to be the first one I would have guessed. That's right. If you're sitting there right now and you're thinking Buck Williams... You're off by four points. Four <laughs> points. <laughs> oh, no, we knocked Rod over. <laughs> Lopez. Brooke Lopez, the current Milwaukee Bucks center. He was my second guest simply because he was there for like 80 years. Exactly. But you remember my first choice, I was thinking Derek Coleman, just because I know right. he was there the whole time and. Yeah. But where, where did you say DC was on the list? I believe seventh. Yeah. Yeah. He had, uh, what was it, 8,000 points? Yeah, well, it was like almost 7,000 for him. Third, yeah. Although, I, I think it's worth it for our listeners to hear who was third on that list. Third on that list was Vince Carter? Vince Carter, yeah. yeah. And he only played there for five years, 8,000 <laughs> points. 
Well, yeah, I mean, that's just, just the craziest thing about it. He was third after, like, five years of playing. And he almost, yeah. I mean, what he almost racked up, like you said, 9,000 points almost. So that's crazy. That just goes to show you that the Nets are much like the Orlando Magic, the minor <laughs> leagues of the NBA. Yeah. Get good and go elsewhere. Or be good and then go there for a little while, win a championship, <laughs> Kerry Kittles, Vince Carter, Kenny Martin, those guys, and then continue your career. Obviously, we all know Vince. Vince Carter had his best years with my Orlando Magic. We all know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was with the Orlando Magic when there were kids saying, this is the best dunker in NBA history? Yeah, I was about to say, like, I mean, he was, I mean it, it almost felt like he was there for a cup of coffee. <laughs> right. But he could still throw it down, though. I yeah. bet he could still dunk. He's, what, 46? He'll be 46. We graduated the same year. Uh, of high school, and um, I guarantee you, he oh, can still no do a Wimbledon. He can still get up there. Yeah. So the best dunker in NBA history, hands down, was Fud Webb, right? That's 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 what you guys meant earlier. I'm I talking mean, about to be five seven to be able to catch an alley like that. Oh man! Wow. Look, man, he's an inspiration to kids everywhere, right? Yes. Like. I mean, because, like, even if you're a short guy, like, you don't have an excuse when, when he was he was in the NBA. Muggsy Bogues? Right. Muggsy Bogues was 5'2 or 5'3. Yeah. 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 I mean, you just you, – you, you, you get in your garage with your box jumps and, you know, get in there a couple of years. Get your, <laughs> and, your hey, you could, be, you could be Spud Webb. Get those straight shoes from East Bay? Yeah. Right. R.I.P.? <laughs> I think I think Muggsy Bogues and Spud Webb was probably using the uh, the the piece of uh, plywood and the cinder block like I was using, <laughs> and not the not the strength shoes from the East Bay catalog like you uppity folks had, Josh. Not the pro wings <laughs> with the platform on the front. You mean it wasn't the Reebok pumps? I mean they didn't pump them up like fifty times, right? That, well, that, you know that was what elevated them? You know, Muggsy Bogues probably would have owned a pair of Reebok pumps. <laughs> I, I it was bet during he, time. he would have as a kid. I, I don't know. Like, that'd be pretty close. Because I'd have to think. He was a little little older than me. I'd, I'd have to have to think that he probably, his teenage years, he had to have a pair of those Reebok oh, bombs. I, I had some Reebok I bombs. I did, too. Yeah, I yeah. Too. We all, yeah. And, I mean, you know, and I know we all pumped him up, and we tried to jump as high as we could. That's right. It didn't work. But who is the most famous NBA player to wear Reebok pumps? That's a good question. I know, well, Sean Kemp had Reeboks, but they came out after the pumps. Like, we're talking about like 90. Giving you a hint, Rod. Okay. Oh, oh yes, D. Brown. <laughs> Remember he pumped him yeah, up before he did that? That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, Eric, look there at that. Look oh, at man. There you go. Uh, I mean, that's shoes. our Celtics guy, too. Well, those that, shoes were great. He's our Celtics guy. He should definitely know that. That's there. right. That's right. You are you are proving your fandom on this episode. That's right. I don't know, y'all. I'm thinking Eric's pretty close to earning a, a trip onto the show. What do y'all think? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, day one, and it's amazing with trivia. Uh, hey. 
I think Big so. Point listener hasn't missed the show. Yep. There you go. We've all even almost missed shows. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Well, I imagine our listeners are starting to fall asleep at this point at 9.53. I know we had some technical difficulties, but um, why don't you sign us off, Drew? Because I never sign us off. That's why. How about you, Rod? Listen, this is what everybody's waiting for outside of the trivia. That fireside chat with Josh, a.k.a. MC Cray Go. All right. So, uh, you know, been a, been a great show. Started out by talking about how I, I fulfilled a, a lifelong sports dream of visiting Madison Square Garden. And uh, obviously some unbelievable playoff action. Who knows what, what this weekend holds. But um, see that there's one person that, that stuck with us, probably Eric still. Um, so we appreciate all of, our, all of our listeners. Really a lot of engagement this week. Uh, so hopefully we, uh, we grow that engagement exponentially on our live podcast. And uh, make sure to check us out on TikTok at Culture Splife, Twitter, Culture Splife, YouTube, Culture of Splife. Facebook, Culture of Splife, and TikTok, Culture of Splife. Until next time, Don't forget time, about Instagram. What's that? The don't forget oh. about Instagram. Oh, yeah. And Instagram with 13 followers. Mm-hmm. Let's get that up to 20 by next week. <laughs> All right, That's y'all. We'll see you next week. <laughs>